Welcome back to Open House with Mark Seawick and Corey James Moran, brought to you by Elysian Homes, by Mark Seawick and Associates, a greater Rochester real estate podcast. This is episode 132. Mark, how are you today? I'm good, bud. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, it is winter break. And if there's any parents listening to the podcast right now, they are fully aware of that because they're probably doing what I'm doing. And that is desperately trying to balance work with having your kids in the house and out of school. And you're doing it. So far, um, we do have a a special guest in the podcast this week. My uh, four-year-old son, Mason, (laughs) is, I don't know, about 10 feet away from me, just laying on the carpet, trying to take a nap. So if uh, if if he pipes in, you know, I'm sure he'll have some great insight on the market. Absolutely. No two ways about it. We, we look forward to hearing whatever it is that he wants to share with us. For sure. Um, and, and I think, again, I, I think parents can probably all relate to this statement of we love our children. They're the best. But I can't wait for them to go back to school and daycare. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's tough to get stuff done. But yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's nice. We're uh, towards the end of February here in Rochester. The sun is shining. It's blue skies outside. It's 50 degrees. 50, 50. degrees. 50 degrees. Yeah. So yeah. I actually, I, I saw the stat. I think it was um, Newstead NBC shared this one on their Facebook page. This, if it, it stopped all right now, all the snow stopped right now, this would be the third least snowiest season in history for Rochester. Wow. And that's a national, that's national, that's a national figure. No, no, no. For Rochester. For Rochester. Oh, wow. Wow. Interesting. Like nothing, right? feels like nothing. I mean, I, I, it really is just one of the easiest. Yeah. One, one of the easiest. Um, I, I, I always go through and I, I know I've, I've said this to you a number of times, three weeks from now is for me, the official start of spring, uh, the 15th of March. And, and, and it goes back to, you know, my good friends, Tom and Molly Flaherty, and they would always have this party, this, um, uh, 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 St. Patty's day party and their back porch, they would put a tent over the top of it. And I used to like 15, 20 years ago, I would go out there and it would be a little cold, but I like, you know, if I can stand out here right now and if I can stand out here for 20 minutes, Spring has arrived, right? And, yep. and psychologically, that's always been the day. But now, here we are. Definitely feels like spring. Feels All like right. spring. Well, yeah. let's jump. Uh, let's jump into the market update. Not a lot going on. Again, being winter break, this tends right. to be a slower week um, yep. every single year. So it's it's not out of the yep. ordinary. But as far as active listings in Monroe County, pretty significant drop was three sixty two last week. We're down to three thirty four this week. And, and again, just for context. We're recording on a Friday right now. So basically everything that's going to be listed this week has been listed. Um, so 334, not not ideal. Don't, not great. Great. Uh, six county region, 616 last week. Uh, that's down to 597, which is kind of interesting. So not as, as big of a drop, drop six county region as even Monroe County is. Um, and then properties under contracts. Uh, a bit of a jump there. Monroe, Monroe County, quite a bit of a jump, actually. 667 last week. We're at 721 right now. And then yeah. this is really interesting, Mark. For the six-county region, there was 1,002 properties last week. We're only at 1,005. Wow. Which, looking at that, doing a little detective work here, it seems like Monroe County is crazy right now, and everything else is extremely slow. Yeah. You saw me, um, uh, we're recording this. I don't think we're going to be posting this as uh, a Zoom uh, video. But, uh, Corey, you saw me uh, punching in some numbers here. Looking in Monroe County, single-family homes listed for sale under $200,000. Uh, $200, uh, there are 186 of them. Um, and you said there are 336? 34, 34, yeah. 
Okay, so let's call it 150 properties currently on the market for sale, uh, $200,000 or above. Um, 150. Um, it's insanity. Absolute insanity. Well, well, and it's a perfect segue. Um, I read earlier this week, uh, uh, had issued a report, and Rochester makes the top of the list in two categories. Uh, the first category is the speed with which things are being sold here in Rochester. Um, everything is sold um, uh, within two weeks here in Rochester, faster than any municipality in the country. And then the other, uh, the other uh, data point that I thought was really interesting is um, the, the number of properties that are being sold with multiple offers. And is it 66.7%, I believe, of, yeah. All, yeah, of all properties in Monroe County are being sold with multiple offers. Which seems actually low to me, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah that's, that is true. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely um, not how it feels out there. Um, but that's still, but, I mean, but then again, you know what? I mean, our, our um, uh, we might be biased in that I think the neighborhoods and the towns that we're selling in, uh, they are a little more um, uh, desirable. So, sure. you know, so if, if somebody's trying to sell, you know, someplace, you know, not that there's any, I mean, love Parma, love Ogden, but if somebody's trying to sell it there, it may not be selling as quickly. Um, and it may not be selling um, with multiple offers in the way that, you know, say, a property coming on the market for sale in Brighton would, would be selling. So no, a hundred percent. And, and, you know, being boots on the ground again, I can attest it's everything's going crazy. Uh, it's still, the buyers are here. The buyers are ready. Interest rates don't really seem to affect the interest right now. Um, and when anything that's desirable pops up in the market, it's just people go bananas for it. Uh, yeah, this, yeah. this is kind of interesting. Even, the higher end market this appears to be happening. I, we, go ahead. I mean, I know where you're going with this. Yes, it's so really interesting. There last week there was three properties in Monroe County listed for over three million or for over a million dollars, <laughs> and two of the three sold within days. Uh, I heard quote slightly over asking was what I heard. Which I mean, typically those properties sit for a little while because there's obviously not as big of yeah. a buyer pool for them, but they all received the ones that sold received multiple offers. Even at over a million dollars, I've been selling perhaps a few years longer than you have. Um, Just a couple, <laughs> and, and you don't have to go that far back. You know, let's say ten years ago, to uh, acknowledge or recognize a period of time in, in, in our selling history where it was difficult to sell a house on Ambassador, Sandringham, or Trevor in excess of a million dollars. Things have just changed so dramatically. And for those who don't know, uh, Trevor, Ambassador Sandringham, uh, amongst the most desirable, the most expensive, the most exclusive real estate in all of Monroe County. And you would you, you would sometimes have a hard time selling a property on those streets in excess of over a million dollars. And, and now it's just happening more and more often, more and more frequently. Well, I mean, you know, years ago, Mark, how many properties over a million dollars were even listed in Monroe County? I'm so Monroe glad County? you asked that. Yeah. Yeah, we used to. Uh, I used to look back. We would have six properties an entire year that would sell in excess of a million dollars. Six. And, and I think last, here, last year's like twenty five, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Things have things have clearly and obviously changed. So uh, I I had mentioned uh, interest rates previously. How buyers, uh, for the most part, seem to be pretty much unaffected by what's happening. At least the ones yeah. that are out there right now. Uh, so let's get an update on that. Uh, it's kind of around the same space that it was last time we talked. 30-year uh, was at 7.13%. The last time we recorded, uh, it is now down to 7.1%. Uh, yeah. But just, yeah. just uh, as far as any kind of economic news, very quiet this week. 
not a lot going on. So it's just kind of going right, on. Right. There, there, there was there was really nothing interesting coming out of either uh, Washington, um, uh, the federal government, that is nothing come interesting coming out of Manhattan, meaning uh, Wall Street. So um, ne- next week, I'm sure there will be you know, uh, economic news to, to digest and, and uh, yeah, think about. So actually, the big news out of um, I don't know if you saw yesterday, but NVIDIA, uh, did you hear about NVIDIA's earnings? I, I did see the headline. I didn't go into it. If you want to elaborate. Oh, my God. Well, it's, so it has nothing to do whatsoever with, with real estate, but it is fascinating nevertheless. So for those who don't know, NVIDIA is the company that creates all the chips that allows for uh, chatbots, uh, whether it's ChatGPT or Perplexity or, or uh, some of these others, Microsoft or Bard. Um, <laughs> their, their stock has been on a tear. It went up yesterday alone. 16% on er- uh, based on earnings on a day <laughs> 16% in one day it, wow. it, it, it's up it's up a full 33% since the beginning of the year wow i mean that's like gamestop numbers yeah <laughs> yeah but but, but there's but actual, legitimate <laughs> yeah it, it it created um it's created since the beginning of the year and i, I somebody was telling scott galloway um whose podcast i always love listening to um since the beginning of the year it has created as much wealth or capitalization, I should say, as um, the entire capitalization of Tesla and three, I think, Chryslers and like, oh, wow, like, you know, like, like just insane. Like, and just, and I'm, I'm sure won't be stopping anytime soon. As we know, the uh, AI craze is it's really we're just in the beginning of it still. Oh, yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Yeah, we won't yeah. bring up AI too much because Mark will go on for 45. Yeah, minutes, I, I'll just say this. I should have taken some of my, you know, uh, enthusiasm and invested <laughs> in it. Uh, Apparently. I, 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 yeah, obviously. So anyway. Uh, so it is some of the other, other, other numbers uh, as far as mortgage interest rates. We told you the 30-year we're at 7.10. For the 15-year, uh, slightly up from last week. Last week was 6.5 or at 6.57. And then for the adjustable rate, last week was 6.7, currently 6.85%. So again, as Mark mentioned, we will um, be seeing more movement next week based on you know some actual data as opposed to... Do they just feel like they need to move it up and down? Is, is that how this happens? I'm, I'm just, <laughs> why, why is it moving if there's really nothing coming out that should be pushing it one way or the other? Um, you know, I mean, markets gyrate, you know, up or down, you know, one way or another. Because obviously, I mean, so much of this is, is tied to the 10-year treasury. Sure. And yeah, um, you know, and so expectations about uh, the, the, the future growth or contraction of the U.S. economy, um, all, all of that is, is all uh, obviously tied in. So um yeah, so I'm just looking here, and initial jobless claims are going to come up, you know, next Thursday. PCE is uh, is going to be released next Thursday. That's always going to um, uh, move um, interest rates. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so um, so uh, there's there's that to look forward to. Okay, all right. Um, let's see. Let Let's move to this. We you had uh, mentioned the Redfin report, which ranked Rochester. There was another ranking of Rochester that came out in uh, the past week or so. And that was the best places to live list, which I feel like Rochester typically makes it somewhere in that list, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I go ahead. T- t- tell them what you found out because I, I love Rochester and I just I love hearing these kinds of things. Came in at number nine in the country. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad. That's OK. Top 10. I mean, despite all of our problems, and let's face it, like we have more and more and more problems. Um, but I. I there is still, at least from my perspective, the underpinning. Uh, I, I did that, which is makes Rochester so beautiful a community in which to live. It's the kind, and I always talk about this, the kindness of the people. 
Um, the philanthropy, I mean, it's through the roof uh, compared to other places. Absolutely. People here are kind. They are concerned. They are philanthropic. I mean, you know, uh, yes, the city is, it looks increasingly like um, Afghanistan. I mean, I drove to, oh my God, you and I had an appointment the other day. We talked about this. I drove down Rowley Street the other day um, and turned down to Monroe Avenue. Jesus. I mean, I it was as if I was driving down Lyle Avenue. I mean, you know, rolled down my window and, you know, buy whatever it is that I might have wanted. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Hope- Hopefully um, that will get turned around at, at some point. Yeah, d- d- tell us how that's going to happen, Corey. It's a, gr- it's a great question. Um, <laughs> le- leadership? Well, the, 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 there we go. Yeah, we just need a wholesale uh, yeah, uh, change um, uh, in City Hall, clearly. Uh, yeah. but, but it has been interesting because um, we've talked about this for, for a while. For so long, Rochester was kind of a, a hidden gem, right? Yep. And... And, I, and we do all these tours where we bring uh, candidates for um, doctor positions in the area throughout. And they come from yeah. all over the country. And whenever I, I, I drive through and, and show the city to them and talk about the city, one of the things that I always mention is that 2016, at least in my mind, was a huge turning point for our area. That was when Amazon was looking for their HQ2. Mm, and, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, they ended up in, I think it was Long Island where they built it. But because of the high profile, the Finger Lakes region being, you know, a finalist for it, basically, I think that opened up the eyes of a lot of people and a lot of businesses. And since 2016, it really does feel like we've been reaping the rewards of that. I mean, Amazon ended up building the, the giant facility on the west side. So it's, it's, you know, they utilize the area in that way. But I mean, how many businesses has, have come through? Um, I mean, it's a far cry from Rochester being a bit of a Rust Belt town when Kodak and Xerox, you right. know, had yeah. fallen out of their heyday. Yeah, we, we need more and more projects like that. And, and I, I do think you're right. Um, we are a community that is in transition. And, you know, if guys like um, Bob Duffy, um, uh, Matt Holbert, um, Adam Bellow, um, hopefully they'll be able to continue to attract into our region and into our area uh, some of these uh, companies um, because we're, we're, we're desperate for uh, to, to, to reshape our economy. Uh, but regardless, regardless of all that, I don't want in, in, in any way uh, to take from uh, this recent poll um, or this ranking. You know, Rochester is a beautiful, beautiful community uh, to live in. Again, the people are wonderful. Um, the weather is increasingly just, you know, we, we, get, we get good weather. It's, like, it's 50 in February. What else do you want? I, 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 yeah, more and more. Like, who would have ever thought that? We'd be like, yeah, the weather there is great. <laughs> but really, I mean, like, comparatively, no hurricanes, uh, no earthquakes, no tornadoes I, for the most part. We don't even need to compare ourselves to any other uh, part of the country because we always, I mean, and, and yes, your point is very well taken, but I don't think that we even need to compare ourselves to others. We can simply declaim very, very definitively that we have, like, the past 12 months, we've had great weather. Oh yeah. Last last spring was great. Last summer, last fall, this winter, um, and we're gonna have like another great spring, summer, and fall. I mean, we always do. So, um, yeah, we will have a, a full year and a half, almost two years of consecutive great weather. Um, when it is that uh, we start to approach next uh, uh, next next fall, next winter. And if that trend continues, certainly won't hurt our rankings. So number nine on that list again. Not too bad. I'll take it. I'll yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we can go one of two ways here. A couple more things to get to. Uh, before our celebrity real estate. Um, one of them is just some general advice for would-be buyers 
that I think is a little bit different in, in the market so far, at least this year, than it has been in past. Uh, and then also we could go this route and I think we'll do both. We have time for it. The other okay. one is uh, some advice for investment, people looking for uh, investments in real estate, some investors. Which one do you well, want to which, go? Wait, wait, let, Let's start with investment. What are you, what are you thinking? What, what, let's okay. start there. So, so this is something that we decided to talk about in the podcast because I had mentioned to Mark in one of our many calls, um, just checking in, that I've been having a lot of conversations with investor clients. It's kind of popping out of the woodwork for whatever reason. And I, I made the comment that I've been having a lot of talk about cap rates, which mm -hmm. if you don't know what a cap rate is, um, I mean, this is a term that's typically more so for the commercial right. real estate industry. But uh, again, if, if you're looking at real estate from an investment perspective, it can certainly translate over into the, uh, the residential side. And it, it's basically, it indicates the rate of return that is expected to be generated on a real estate investment property. And they break it down into a percentage of basically how much you're going to get out of it. And and everyone who is a, an investor wants a property that's going to cash flow um, and have a good capitalization rate. Yes, bingo, bingo. And it used to be, that we would, well, I'll, I'll speak for myself. Um, Rochester was always a community that we would invest for cash flow. You would buy a property for a given price, knowing that, um, I'm sorry, you, you, you would invest for, well, it was one, it's one, one, one or two of the same things. Let's start with Manhattan. You would always invest in Manhattan and you would never have any cash flow. Because you would buy for X and then you would rent it for X minus a certain amount of money. And you would lose money everywhere. There was no cash flow to be enjoyed. But you were you were hoping and betting that one of, uh, that two things would happen with the passing of time. One, your rent would eventually uh, start to pay for uh, your monthly payment. Two, what you were really investing in was the enormous increase in the value of that real estate with the passing of time. Like here in Rochester, it was more of a cash flow town. You would buy for X and then you would rent for X plus a particular percentage, um, knowing full well that sadly and unfortunately, you are only going to be able to uh, enjoy 3%, 4% increase in the value of your real estate with the passing of time. And that's been changed over the course of the past couple of years. So uh, yeah, any thoughts on that before I... Yeah, my, uh, like my folks, for example, are really struggling with the fact that there is a shift here because obviously the market is so competitive it's yeah. really difficult to get a property at a price that is immediately going to cash flow or even come yeah. close to it. Um, yeah. So so it really, it does seem like, and I guess this kind of makes sense because we're always a little behind the times in terms of what's happening in New York City, right? So it's kind of finally happening here. The trend of the per perspective shift should be more in the terms of, of that long-term increase in the amount of the property versus what you're getting yes. out of it immediately. Yeah, you know, and I, again, I'm speaking for myself here, but oh my God, like the past three. So, so I'm a guy who has, at this point in time, I bought my first house back in 1990. So that would have been three, four years ago. That's a, that's a long time. Um, and I can tell you that until three years ago, I really didn't see any appreciable increase in the value of any of those rental properties. And then, you know, as we all know, real estate values have, have increased significantly here in Rochester over the course of the past few years. So, you know, I've, I've looked at an increase somewhere between 50 and 60% in the value of my, of my investment portfolio. Uh, so I finally caught up and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. I did the right thing. But the other thing that's gone on is 
my God, the rent that I am collecting. I mean, I think that two years ago, it was 15% increase because in the monthly rent that we were collecting. Last year, it was about 10%. This year, we're looking at another 8%, maybe 10%. I mean, that's really, really, really incredible. Those are incredible numbers. But given the amount of money that one has to pay now in order to buy something, and, and, and so I, I, I'm fortunate in that I'm an older guy, and I, you know, I've held on to these properties for a long time. Some of them are paid off, um, and others um, have interest rates that are tied, you know, tied at three and a half percent or something. If you're if you're if you're newly looking to purchase, that's a completely different thing, and you're having to deal with a real estate valuations that are very very high. We looked at a place yesterday, three family. It's like it's in a okay neighborhood. It's probably going to sell for three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, easy. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but then it, it, on top of that, layer on top of that. Interest rates of seven and a half percent, seven and three quarter percent for an investment property. That's that's a killer. That, that that's a killer. And so you really do have to hang on, knowing that over the course of the next few years, the property is going to increase in value, and hopefully, eventually, um, uh, your monthly rent is going to uh, is going to pay for the mortgage uh, itself. So a, a complete shift. It's interesting too. Um, so the property that you mentioned, the the gentleman who owns it, I think he was ahead of the time as well, because he's been an owner occupant of that property for 40 plus years. And it seems like that's more of a trend now of people that want to become owner occupants, just to help with the mortgage as opposed to not necessarily cash flowing on it, but you know, making it less of a hit on them. And when you're strictly an investor and strictly looking at the numbers, it's tough to go up against someone who wants to be an owner occupant, because a lot of the time they're willing to right. pay more because yes. they're actually going to utilize the property for themselves. So you pull that emotional part out, plus the logical uh, just numbers. You know, a lot of investors well, are the numbers have to make sense. If it doesn't make sense, I'm not going to go over this. Yeah. Um, and thanks for the segue, because I was trying to figure out how to weave that narrative into this conversation. But you're, you're absolutely right. Um, owner occupants are willing to pay more money because it's it, it's equal part investment. Well, it's probably less investment than it is just, you know, everybody has to pay for a roof over their head. So, you know, 60, 65, 70% of, of, of the purchase is being able to pay for a roof over your head, but you're able to offset that expense by having additional income. That, that's a, that's a win. That, that's definitely a win. So and, sure. and I, I, I bet you anything, and this is just a gut, and we haven't had the conversation, but I bet you anything, there are a lot of prospective buyers out there who have been looking almost exclusively for single-family homes who are now beginning to think, you know what, A, maybe I should just start to increase the possibility that I'm going to buy something, and B, well, given interest rates and given the, uh, the increase in the value of these properties, maybe it's not a bad idea for me to actually supplement uh, uh, my monthly income by deriving some rent. So I, I bet generally we're going to see more and more people just making that uh, that transition from I'm only buying a single family house to, you know what, show, show me a multifamily. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it makes sense just numbers wise. You got to get affordability. We know where it is. It's the lowest it's ever been. So you, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah, yeah, yes. to make it work somehow. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. Want to move on to just uh, some general advice for buyers mm -hmm. in this market. That might be a little bit different from what we've experienced the, the past few years. And there's certainly been examples of it, but I think it's more prevalent now with where properties are selling, how much higher properties are selling than they have been. Uh, and that is everyone knows you need to save for your down payment. You know, 20% is good. You're not worrying about PMI if you're uh, going through financing. 
But the other piece of it you really need to save for is appraisal gap coverage. And mm. to quickly explain what that means, if you're going through a bank, going through a lender to buy that property, obviously the lender or bank wants to make sure that the property is worth the value they're giving you. So they send an appraiser out there to say, you bought it for $350, it's worth at least $350, we're good to go. If you bought it for $350 and the appraiser comes back and says, eh, it's really worth $300, there's now a $50,000 appraisal gap in there that needs to be taken care of. And a few things can happen. You can try to renegotiate with the seller to lower the price, which in this market's not going to happen because they're just going to go to the backup offer, uh, yep. which is going to be higher than that. Um, you the, the deal dies is one way, or you pony up the cash out of pocket to bridge that gap. And right. obviously, again, we've talked about affordability. Um, we know there's a, a lot of people that are just cash strapped right now. It's just another thing that's going to make it even more difficult for those that don't have the the liquid assets than those who do. The the, the haves versus the have nots gap continues to increase because this year right. the properties that have been selling, many of them are going well over what the appraised value is. Yeah, I, you know, it, and we may also very well see that the average age of a first time buyer increases from currently 37 years of age to dear god you know 41 years of age or something i mean would it be shocking yeah would not would not be shocking um yeah and i think that's really really good advice um you know the the question needs to be asked how much longer can this go on how much longer can this play out before before either there's a a correction and i don't think there's a correction coming i really honestly don't think there's a correction coming but you know, but how much longer can this go on? Um, and if it does continue to go on, you know, to your point from a moment ago, uh, at what point in time do we realize that only the wealthy or those born into wealth um, are going to be able to purchase real estate moving forward? Again, I say it all the time. And I actually sat with Adam Bello just the other day to talk about the need to start uh, incentivizing builders. I've been talking about it for the past nine months, uh, the past year. I finally got around to, make, uh, to having that conversation. Um, and we're going to start to put together a, a small group, uh, a, you know, a few people, a few bankers, a few builders, that kind of thing, um, to actually talk about this issue. I mean, th- there needs to be some relief. So yeah, uh, again, for anyone who's you, you said the numbers, you know, for anyone that's looking for a property can only go to two hundred thousand. There's not much out there, and guess what? Those aren't being built. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. All right, you All want right. to jump to a little celebrity real estate? Yeah, here we go. What 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 what? Dear Lord, you seem so excited today. Yeah, oh come on! Yeah. But last well, last week was good. I think I was okay. uh, three for three, maybe maybe two for three. I don't know. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll start with Emma Stone. Uh, less than a month after she listed her Hollywood or, or Los Angeles uh, home, she has found a buyer. And not only a buyer, but she has sold it for $300,000 over asking price. And this one, uh, 3.99 was the list. It sold for $4.3 million. It's uh, a 1926 build. 3,200 and some square feet um, with four bedrooms and four full baths. Again, this, I think, falls in the category of the type of house we would probably see in Rochester, right? It's not amazing. It's not incredible, but it's nice. Uh Uh-huh. Mark hates it. I I can tell. I mean, it's perfectly fine. It's it's fine. I was like, okay, great. (laughs) Not not impressed. Not impressed. It's a very, very, very nice house. But like, there's nothing about it. I'm like, what do you think of it? It's a nice house. Yeah. What, yeah what do you think okay. It, what, so what I just said. Yeah. What do you think it? What do you think it sells for in Rochester? Seven hundred. 
Okay, that, that, you know that that's that's very interesting. I, at this point in time, probably eight, eight and a quarter, yeah, eight, for, eight, 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 eight fifty. Yeah, yeah, four, four so, full yeah, bath. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there we go. Nice house. Okay. All right, fine. The uh, next one you're going to be impressed by. Oh, oh, you know what I am. Oh yeah, yeah. Jim Jim, oh, Jim yeah. Carrey uh, actually yeah. has had has had to price drop his LA compound. Uh, it was listed last February for twenty nine million. It's now down to twenty four million. Uh, this is a 1951 bill that changed hands in uh, 1994 for $3.8 million. Talk about a jump in valuation. Uh, it's oh. got 12,700 square feet, five bedrooms, oh my God, nine really? baths, two acres. And uh, I don't know if you noticed the the exterior of the home, the pool, the spa, the waterfall. waterfall? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. a sign of making it, right? If you have a waterfall, you've yeah, made yeah, it. When you got a water, yeah, when you got a water. Oh, yeah. Like, And I'm just looking at this like, what is it? A cabana or something? Uh, oh, a meditation and yoga platform. That's what it is. Yes. Uh, you, wait, you don't have a, a meditation and yoga platform? <laughs> I know. I know a great spot on your your property where you could put one. Just on the island. <laughs> you know what? That would be really, really awesome. That would be really awesome. Um, actually, you know what? We're, we're meeting with uh, Steve Furlitt next week um, about uh, about what it is we're going to do to landscape this place that we bought last summer. Um, maybe I'll have to throw that in. But um, okay. So, uh, yes, I mean, it's, it's really, it's a beautiful property in so many ways. One, let's talk about topography. You know, you touched on it, but, you know, you've got the house itself um, on one level. Then you go down a series of, of, of stone stairs uh, that, that, that uh, run uh, parallel to or alongside of this waterfall. The waterfall drops into a really beautiful pool. With, you know, all that is on a lower level. <clears throat> it's beautifully landscaped. So that's awesome. Um, it, it is sort of an interesting sort of night. It, it, it's, if you were to take, uh, Robin Laura Petrie's house, um, and, and, and sort of put it on steroids, it has that kind of like really cool, groovy kind of 1950s, um, uh, sensibility about it. I mean, that living room and the vaulted ceiling, those skylights is really, really awesome. There's just a lot of great volume in there. A lot of great light, some really good art. I always love the art. Um, kitchen, kitchen's nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm the, the bedrooms, the master bedroom, you know, you got a lot of decking, a lot of really nice patio. Again, it's vaulted, a vaulted ceiling. You've got some nice skylights in there. The furniture is beautiful. Yeah. And, hey, I'm, um, I'm sorry. Am I, am I hearing that you're impressed? Is that, is I, that I, I, like, I like this place. I'd, I'd live here. I would definitely live, you know, <laughs> and, and like, and there's all sorts of places to sort of escape to. So, you know, you, you don't want to hang out like, you know, in the media room, you know, you can go to the living room. You don't want to go there. You can go to your yoga platform. You can go into the pool. There's all sorts of, I like this place. There we yes, go. Yes, the, the art deco media room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So. All right. All right. Final, final one. A $75 million villa owned by Cher is uh, for sale right now. And this oh, one's. Yeah. Go ahead. But we, we, we've, we've, I think we've talked about this is the one that, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, she had a price drop. She was at 85 million, had to had to drop it down to 75 million. I mean, this thing's straight out of Shoot. the Italian Renaissance. I mean, it does it make sense that this is a property that Cher would own? Yeah, I'm looking at it, I'm like, no, like, like this is like, yeah. Come on, come on, where's the closet? Come on, but there gotta be there gotta be closet. <laughs> I mean, like all those Bob Mackey gowns she was parading around in. I mean, my God. Um, okay, so I'm a subscriber to Forbes, but I don't uh come on. It's asked me to subscribe. I'm already a subscriber, folks. Um, uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you this. It's glorious. 
13,000 square feet. It's massive. Uh, 1.7 acres. Has an infinity pool, tennis court. Only oh, This is kind of crazy, though. Only six bedrooms and nine bathrooms. For, I mean, for 75 million, you'd think there'd be like 20. Well, but I mean, but, but, but I mean, look at it in like so many ways. Like, you know, I mean, I, and, and I'm trying, I'm trying desperately to log back on. Um, but it, it, it looks like it's got beautiful views of the Pacific. Is that correct? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. We only have, we only have limited pictures, unfortunately, from these celebrity real estate, uh, listings since they don't give us all of them, but it's a, it's a fantastic property for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to, to your point, yes. You know, this is definitely the kind of, you know, it's really, really, really great taste. It's yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. I, I pulled it up now. Oh, no, he's here. Okay. We got it. There we go. Yeah. All right. So this, this oh, no, dang. The firewall just popped up again. Oh well, <laughs> that's all right. No worries. All right, so, um, so shocker, shocker, everybody. Cher owns a nice house. But Shocking. but are but are you impressed by what you've seen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. De- definitely impressed. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, as you've mentioned, this has been a bit of a slow week, but things are going to pick up. I know we've got a lot of listings in the pipeline um, that we're going to be uh, launching here in the next several weeks. Yeah, um, sooner rather than later. We keep saying it over and over and over again. So, but I, I do. You know what I'm doing Tuesday? What's Tuesday? I, I'm taking a couple of days off. What you are? Well, I mean, by the time I drive from Rochester to Buffalo, enjoy uh, the Drake concert. That's which starts right. at eight o'clock. Okay, so 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 here here it is, real quickly, and then we're gonna let everybody go. Um, Jay Cole starts at eight o'clock. He's singing nine songs. Okay. You know, he'll be done in like 45 minutes or thereabouts. Not bad. Then Drake's, then Drake's got to come out to begin performing the 49 songs. I'm sorry. That, for, are in, that 49, 49? Songs that are in his set list. Does I, t- like, ta- Taylor Swift thinks that's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, isn't that insane? What's yeah. this going to go till like 2 a.m.? That, 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 that is why I got to take a couple days off because I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it'll finish up at like 1230 or one in the morning. By the time we get out of traffic, by the time it's gonna be, like, it's gonna be like going to a Bills game or something. I'm gonna get home at like two thirty in the morning, three in the morning. So I'm gonna have to take Wednesday off. All right. So we're not we're, recording, we're, we're, we're not recording the podcast next Wednesday. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we will. So. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how good yeah. the concert is. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, enjoy that. We'll uh, we'll get uh, Mark's Drake concert review next week on the podcast. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be able to talk about the concert. I mean, like, <laughs> are you gonna throw your bra on stage? <laughs> No, no. I mean, I like his music. You know, him as a you know, I, I don't really know much about him as a person. I don't really know much about him as an entertainer. Canadian, I just like a lot of his music. Okay, what's okay. it? Yeah, it's Canadian. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there we go. Canadian, Toronto, Justin Bieber. Yeah. You weren't you weren't a big Degrassi fan back in the day? No, 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 no not at all. No. So anyway. All right. All right. I'll, I'll well, get more uh, of the podcast, uh, all of our listings, the blog, our videos over at MarkSeabook.com. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again soon. 